Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. And yes, it is a Tuesday night. As you may recall when I wrote on Twitter that I will be posting the podcast episodes for this week due to it being Tuesday and Friday afternoon. Even though it's, you know, Tuesday evening right now. Why, you may ask? Well, it's pretty simple. Yesterday was my girlfriend's birthday, my angel's birthday, and I went over to her family's place, I went over to her house, we all celebrated, we all had a great time, and she, I hope she was happy to have me there, no, I'm kidding, she's always happy to see me there, and we had a good time, you know, I played with the nieces, engaged with the family, ate some decent food, okay, maybe not decent, it was really good food. And it just got me thinking, holy shit, it's Thanksgiving week. And I'm looking at my schedule and fucking hell, everything is just way out of the loop because I'm just moving over and over and over. And it's at the point where I just wanted to like sit down and relax. But nope, after the recording of this podcast, I basically have to go somewhere again. So I'm moving a lot this week. I am. It's just that moment where I just want to take a good nap. Just a good nap for me to go get up and just go on about. But that's just me. That's just me personally. Not really a lot of shit going on in the world of comic book news and any happenings. I mean, there are a couple news, but nothing to really sink my teeth into. So today on the episode of the podcast, we are going to do just talking stuff. Just just me ranting on. No set structure. No... You know, some bullet points, but I'm not going to spend overly too much time, at least I don't think I am, on any one particular topic. Whatever comes to my head, whatever I can rant on and on about, it's my way of connecting to you on a realistic level where not everything is super structured and not everything has to be robotic and shit. You know, just me talking. Just me talking. All that plus our super villain quote of the day, but first, like we always do about this time, Let's get our shoutouts out of the way, shall we? And holy shit, do we have a bunch of shoutouts. A lot of birthday shoutouts to be exact. For one thing, yesterday was the 23rd of November. So obviously, give him a shoutout to my angel. Babe, if you're listening to this, I love you very much. And I hope that we continue to make great memories together. Also, for my two other friends. And the last thing I want is to mention their names. Because I know they're very private about, you know, shit like this. But... Another good friend of mine, a close friend, you know who you are if you're listening to this. Happy birthday to you. I love you always. You are my best friend, a close friend, and our bond will never break no matter what comes our way. And I know you've been through a lot yourself. Just remember to, you know, chin up, keep moving forward, do what you do and what you do best. Because we're heading into another dark winter, but... Life is not without struggles, so just keep that in mind. And another shout-out to another good friend of mine from Scotland. Even though I can do a terrible Scotland accent. From Scotland. Happy birthday to her. 
I hope you're doing well. And remember what I always say to you and your family. Got the windy for the windy to the windy for the windy. <laughs> She'll not understand what I'm talking about. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into our just talking stuff. That starts right in a bit. Holidays are coming around, which means there are going to be a lot of deals going on within our precious video games. I looked it over this morning, and the Marvel Avengers game, I think they're selling it now for like 35 40 bucks. I remember when I played that game in September, like towards the ending of September, I remember playing that game and I thought to myself, holy shit, what a disappointment this game was. And it never really occurred to me in terms of why this game actually failed so badly. You know, and there's a reason why we put games like Spider-Man and Batman, you know, the PS4 versions of Spider-Man and the Arkham games. We put that at the pinnacle. They, they, are, the, they are the top of the top in terms of video games as of currently. Now, I've said this before. And we thought... That if we were to play the Avengers game, that it would actually hold up and be just like the two predecessors that it had. We did not... We did not count that in some way, shape, or form, this game would fail so badly. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Marvel Avengers... Well, there were news that came out that this game... That the developers of the game Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics. That they lost over $63 million. Million dollars. Now. Developing a game is nearly similar to. You know. Basically making a movie. Or even making a TV show. You need money to develop it. You need money to make it. None of that shit is fucking free. And I believed. That it was reported. Around I think it was last week. A guy from Tokyo, a game developer from Tokyo, basically said, I think his name is um, Dave Gibson, something along those lines. And I think he pretty much said, I'm paraphrasing here, he said that this game to make cost over $100 million and they basically lost over $63 million. In addition, in addition to the reports that 96% of PC game users basically went away. 96%, which means that number could either be just around the same in terms of playing for PlayStation and or Xbox. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck went wrong? What happened that actually made us come to this perspective? It fucking sucks. A couple of days ago, I saw the trailer for... Kate Bishop that's coming out on December 8th is the DLC for the game and I'm thinking to myself hold on we're getting Kate Bishop before we're getting Hawkeye really I mean why 
And I get it, you know, Kate Bishop, she's cool and all, especially with her abilities, her blink teleportation abilities, and the fact that she is basically Hawkeye's successor. But then, it just got me thinking, you know, in terms of when the game was made, what exactly was going on behind the scenes? What exactly was going on with with Square Enix, and they were thinking, and this is just me thinking off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure they were like, okay, how can we appease to the masses? How could we give this game the pop that it needed? And I'm sure some developer or some guy was like, well, let's make it just identical to Destiny. Ooh, ooh, yes, yes, I like that. I fucking like that. Okay, what else? Give me something. What else? What else? Um, we can make the custom, the, 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 the gameplay... As rigid as humanly possible. Okay, gameplay a little rigid. Um, interesting. Uh, wouldn't that turn people away? No, no, no. It, it actually provides a challenge. Okay, okay, it provides a challenge. Okay. Um, what about skins and costumes? Well, if people are fans like they are for the movies, they would need to buy the skins instead of earning them or actually unlocking them as they progress in the game. Okay, all right. Um. Uh, I, I think I'm getting, I think I'm getting where your head is, um, okay, so, uh, what about the actual character and story development within the Avenger characters? Well, I got an idea, let's focus on Miss Marvel. Oh, okay, Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel, okay, I, I could go about this all night, I, I could literally go about this all night, but do you see what I'm trying to say here? Normally, I, I want to think... Or I'm trying not to believe that there are a lot of people that don't really connect to their audience whenever they make a project. Whether it's games, movies, shows, or whichever the case may be. All they care about is making the profit. Now, I'm sure this doesn't apply to everybody because I'm sure that if there, if there's some kind of passion, if there's some kind of raw connect, uh, connectivity, excuse me, connectivity or emotion... That it would take to actually connect to us, the audience, to the fans. That maybe the execution would be way better than what it was. And I can't help but think that maybe they had some kind of deal with Disney. That Disney came to them and said, listen, we want to fund your project. You can use the characters, obviously, as you see fit. But we need you to promote and push the new Avengers. Miss Marvel, Kate Bishop, you know, any other DC characters. Maybe they'll have she maybe, and I'm just thinking they'll have She-Hulk and Moon Knight. You know, they're already it's already been confirmed that they're gonna have Spider-Man, Black Panther, and Hawkeye, but we really don't know the dates in terms of when they're supposed to come out. And you heard me on this podcast. When I heard Spider-Man, I'm like, done. Yes. Yes, g- gimme, yes, gimme, uh, uh, take my money, yes, please, gimme. Because you know me, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, I'm a huge Batman fan. You know this already from me. And I thought to myself, god damn, that's how they hooked me. That's how they fucking got me, that's how they fucking hooked me. And this game went through so many fucking problems. And I can understand why there were so many people that were just basically turned off by it. You see... When you have a character that a lot of casual fans don't really know so much on, when it comes to Miss Marvel or Kate Bishop, when they haven't even made their debut in the MCU yet, it's a double-edged sword in terms of marketing. 
Because I'm sure they would think to themselves, oh yeah, let's put these characters in and it will actually help, you know, the gamer or the fans to actually look forward to their debut on Disney+. Plus. That's one way to look at it. Here's the downside to that. The casual fans, they got their information, they got their startup from watching the movies. If they don't know who Miss Marvel is, if they don't know who Kate Bishop is, if they don't know who any of the new Avengers, any of them are, you pretty much just wasted everyone's time and effort and energy. So you have to be very careful when you want to market a couple of characters, especially when it comes to someone that a lot of people don't really know. And the fact remains is, when I played the game, yeah, the game was decent in terms of story, the voice acting was good, but aside from glitches, lip-syncing um, audio that would shoot on and off, the unbearable loading time that it takes a long fucking time to have, the live stream where it's multiplayer, and the fact that not everyone would actually go on to stream with you, the fact that the bosses are... Not really the bosses, but the NPC robots, where they were so... I... Mm, I'm going on. I'm going a bit on a loop here, but I have never been more frustrated in playing a game than facing those fucking robots. And it's like, goddamn, how could you drop the ball this big? And I really wanted this game to succeed. I really did. So, you know, to put everything on a bow, because I know I've spoken along about this. Kate Bishop is going to be arriving December 8th. Operation Taking Aim. I think that's what the DLC content is called. And, I mean, I'll still play it. I'm just not getting out of bed to do it right away, if that makes any sense. So, we'll see. But I'll tell you this, though. There is one game that I absolutely loved as of recent, Miles Morales. I know I gave my quick review on the last episode before in the last... 10, 15 minutes, 10, 10 to 13 minutes of it, but I'm just scrolling through Twitter and I'm looking at so many people that are trying to, you know, mimic some kind of action play where they have the camera zooming around and he's like swinging and swinging and he's doing his tricks and swinging and swinging again, which is funny because for uh, Marvel Spider-Man for the PS4 two years ago, the only thing that a lot of people were mostly focused on is capturing Spider-Man in comic book form. And now, it seems that they're trying to capture Miles Morales in a sort of, you know, video type form. Where you either have What's Up Danger in the background or On My Own featuring Kid Cutie. Cutie, I'm sorry, Cootie. I'm sure that's that's how you... Cuddy. I'm not hip-hop guy, I don't fucking know. But you know who I'm talking about. C-U-D-I. I'm thinking to myself, God damn, like maybe I should try something about that on my own. And I can honestly say, I think I'm becoming a lot more of a bigger fan of Miles Morales now. Because everything about him is just so fucking cool. And the fact that he's so different from Peter Parker, it just makes me connect to him a little bit more. Just a little bit. You know? Because let's face it, those two guys are such polar opposites. Peter Parker is kind of a loner. 
while Miles Morales, you know, he he's not afraid to ask for help. He's not afraid to be a team player. He's not afraid to, you know, do what needs to be done with someone else. And that's just him. That's just who he is. I am going to play the new game version. I don't know when. I think it's going to be sometime next week. But I'm going to play the new game plus. I want to fucking play with Spider-Cat. Because that's one of the main reasons why I got into the game. Because that fucking cat is adorable. And I want to play with it. You know? I love cats. It's just who I, it's just who I am. Maybe I should do a little bit version of a, a video thing where I'm swinging as well. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But it got, it's getting me so excited in terms of what they're going to do for Spider-Man 2. Are they going to incorporate any of the other Spider-People in it? Can you imagine if Spider-Man 2 came out and they put in Gwen Stacy? Spider-Gwen? Gwen Stacy? That'd be fucking cool. Or how about a little cameo from Spider-Ham? That'd be fucking dope. You know, And it's funny because ever since Spider-Ham has made his debut on the big screen, I've been a huge fan of John Mulaney because that's who he voiced. Fuck yeah, man. John Mulaney. I actually saw him live too. I saw him live performing before this whole pandemic shit even happened. He's a funny dude. He's a really funny guy. You know, all of them are good. All of them. So, if you haven't gotten Miles Morales yet, what the fuck are you waiting for? Go get it. Go get it now. Go get it now. Get to the chopper. Get it now. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong thing. Wrong thing to say. Another piece of news that just came out. What else can we talk about? Deadpool 3. Yes, Deadpool 3 has new writers. What the fuck were their names called, by the way? Hold on. Let me see if I can... The Molly Malinux, Molly Malinux, Molly Nukes, M O L Y N E U X. The Malinux sisters. Sorry if I mispronounced that name, but you know how I am bad with names. The Malinux sisters. I watched this over. I'm like, where have I heard those names before? And the only credibility that they have is writing Bob's Burgers. Now I saw a couple of episodes of Bob Burgers before and I'm like, okay, this is this is a funny show. And I'm thinking to myself, what happened to the previous writers? And I don't know how much of this is actually true, but I did read and hear that they bounced from the project because it's all about diversity in the world of Hollywood. It's all about, you know, the political statements and representing diversity as best they can. Which I have to say, I'm really hoping in Deadpool 3 that Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds slash Wade Wilson actually acknowledges that. And they acknowledge that, yes, there is a diversity problem, but we don't really need to shove it down people's throats. If you want to represent diversity, and I say this all the fucking time, if you want to represent diversity, stop talking about it. Just fucking do it, man. Just do it. Fucking do it. I don't know if these sisters, these writers, because they can write comedy, but can they write comedy for a rated R superhero, a fan favorite like Deadpool? Because this can go one or two ways. It could either go really good, especially since the movie will be rated R within the MCU, it's going to go really good or it's going to go really really bad really really quick because like always fan, 
fans, we're not stupid. We're not fucking dumb. Like, we're going to nitpick the shit out of projects and films. It's just who we are. You know, I'm not saying that we're going to be part of the woke culture because, let's face it, that's overkill. But if the movie is bad, we're going to call out on it. And if the movie is good, we're going to highly praise it. it. It is what it is. It is what it is. And that's just the reality. So, I'm hoping these sisters actually do a really good job. Because I don't want them to fail. I really don't. I don't want... Here's the thing. No one goes into a project to make a bad film. Or a bad script. It's all about execution at the end of the day. Now, you could easily chalk up a few examples from back then... You know, like terrible movies where the director, you're thinking, you're watching it and the director is thinking, okay, this can actually be a good thing. This can actually be the next big thing. And you're thinking about it, you're like, what the fuck? Are you trying to make this a cult classic or were you genuinely, genuinely trying to make a stupid film? I mean, let's, I'm not going to give examples here, but... Let's look at sci-fi movies, for example. You remember sci-fi? I'm sure sci-fi is still going on. But there's a market for terrible, you know, big monster films or, you know, horror-type films, like science fiction-type films. And we say this all the time. I mean, how many Sharknados are there? Like six or seven or some shit like that? Or, you know, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, Or not not those, but... uh. uh Shark versus Sharktopus, Megalodon, or whatever the fuck these movies are. Like, they're always a collaboration in terms of these rip-off films. And you're thinking to yourself, you're like, oh my god, who the fuck can watch these films? And then you're like, okay, there is a market for this because you can actually watch these films and still have a great time. I mean, yeah, CGI is shit, the acting is abysmal, and let's face it, I can probably make something way better than this shit... But there's still a market for it. And normally it's done to either give the actors some kind of credibility in the acting world in the Hollywood business. Because let's face it, it's like anything else. It's like voiceover when I'm in now. Everything is fucking competitive. So where am I going with this from Deadpool 3? What I'm trying to say is this. You know, if these sisters are good maybe they they can hit it out of the park. I mean, who the fuck knows? Who knows at this point? Maybe they can hit it out of the park. You know, but if it's going to be another political movie where all they're going to focus on is the diversity shit and the politics and, you know, this this way needs to be this way because, you know, everything matters and blah, 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 you're going to lose fans really quick. You're going to lose fans really quick. And... I'm not the one, you know, it's not my fault. It's not my fucking fault. You know, I'm the spectator. I'm the viewer. I speak my mind. And you do too. So, if that is the reason why the old writers left the project, because they didn't want to be controlled by Kevin Feige, they didn't want to be, you know, under the umbrella of Disney... It's one thing to stick your ground. I mean, who the who else knows what happened behind the scenes? Who the fuck knows? Do I see this as a positive 
or a negative, I'm more of an in-between. I am. I am more of an in-between. You know, I'm not going to judge a book by its cover until the film actually happens. And that's all it is. That's all there is to it. That's all we have for this episode of Outside the Comments Volume 2 Podcast. I would talk about something else more, but nothing else is really coming to my mind. I mean, you know, Wonder Woman's coming out next month. And hopefully we'll get the cure. Not really a cure, but the vaccine within the next few weeks. And hopefully things will start going back to normal. And I can actually go to the theater if I feel like it. And I can actually watch movies and talk more content in terms of what I can talk about here on this podcast. So, it, I'm not counting the chickens just yet. Counting the chickens. Jesus Christ. I'm thinking eggs and I just say chickens. Wow. I'm not putting my eggs in one basket yet in terms of the movie theater business. At least not yet. Because as we know, anything can happen at any time. And it's important for us to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Yes, yes, it's that old cliche bullshit. I get that. But at this point, be prepared. Be prepared. It's like Scar from Lion King. Be prepared! You know, shit like that. But anyway... That's all we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know I've ranted on and on about what it is, but hey, it's like I said, it's just talking stuff. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, remember, we have a Facebook group, OTC Fanatics. You can join. You can talk about anything you want. Just be respectful with everything else, with everybody else. And I forgot to announce this. I am finally on fucking iTunes. Holy shit. It has been a long fucking time that this happened. This is what? Fucking months in the making. I don't know why it takes such a long time for iTunes to actually approve a podcast. Because I think it goes from two weeks to a month in order to get pre-approved. And make sure that you know the content and everything else is good. But whatever. doesn't matter on how I got here. It matters on what happened. I am finally on iTunes, so tell your buddies if they are Apple users, if they don't like using Androids and they are Apple users, you can tell your friends, tell your buddies, tell everyone you know. Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is available. I am on Spotify, I am on Stitcher, I am on iTunes, I am on Podbean, I am everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. Fuck yes, man. I am happy about that hopefully I can continue to expand continue to grow and do what I do best that's entertain you to talk what we talk about in the world of comic books so before I end this night off let's go into our super villain quote of the day and this one is from the immortal Vandal Savage history teaches us that the cause of humanity is only advanced through strife. There's no renaissance without the dark ages. And my reaction to that is this. In order to truly strive through this pandemic, in order for us to truly get to the next side, to the other side, or hopefully everything is over, we have to do our part in making sure that everything gets back to normal. Now, I'm not preaching what you already know, but what I am saying is this. We're going through these struggles 
for a reason. And hopefully, after everything is said and done, we learn from this and we don't repeat history once again. So what I'm trying to say is, hopefully, if we do everything correctly, that there would not be another pandemic for the next hundreds of years. So, that's just me. Guys, have a great Happy Thanksgiving. I will come back Friday evening where we will talk more. Hopefully there will be news going on in the world of comic book stuff, whether it's movies, games, or whichever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Stay safe. Don't get sick. You know, gobble, gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.